Let's change the world together. Welcome to the Snapcast, the podcast for all nonprofit professionals, bringing you interviews and amazing ideas for nonprofit leaders. Hello, my friends. This is Mickey Desai. I'm your host for this episode of the Nonprofit Snapcast. I am very lucky to be sitting with Kyle Wade to talk about what the Atlanta Community Food Bank has been doing in this time of crisis, times of pandemic. Kyle, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Mickey. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, what's going on with the food bank these days? I imagine you guys have a, a more active than normal slate. Yeah, so we are uh, we're working overtime uh, uh, to do everything we can to get people the food they need during this uh, crisis. Uh, and, uh, and it's <laughs> requiring every muscle that we have here at the food bank. Let me start with just kind of an overview of, of what the food bank is for folks who are unfamiliar. So the Atlanta Community Food Bank is one of the largest hunger relief organizations in the, in the country. We uh, support a network of 700 partners across 29 counties in Metro Atlanta and North Georgia. Uh, and through that partner network, we distribute uh, the equivalent of about 63 million meals to 750,000 people every year. Uh, in addition to that, we provide a, a number of different programs to help families get access to the resources they need to build stability and uh, and reduce their levels of food insecurity. Uh, right now in this crisis, you know, which is just unlike anything we've ever experienced, we are working hard through our existing partner network uh, to get as much uh, food out as we can uh, to the folks who have been uh, significantly impacted by this event. Uh, we're working with new partners like schools to get more food out, and we're targeting specific populations and geographies that have been uh, already particularly hard, hard hit uh, to get more food to those places. I was going to ask, what are some of the things that you're doing to uh, to increase the number of services or to contend with the challenges that you've got uh, at yeah. hand? And uh, you've mentioned finding new partners. What are some of the other things that Food Bank is doing to uh, to surmount the current challenges? Yeah, sure. So, and 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 to lay some groundwork, you know, the challenges themselves are pretty significant. For one, we're seeing increased need in the community. I think we've all seen some of the new unemployment claim numbers that have come out over the last two weeks with just a staggering number of people who have lost employment. We know a lot of families with kids are struggling with the fact that kids are not in school where they would normally get access to meals, and that's putting extra financial burdens on, on more economically vulnerable families. And of course, you've got a lot of seniors uh, who are really impacted right now, so a lot more need at the same time, there's a lot of pressure on the food supply with the run on grocery stores that occurred over the last few weeks. Some of our sources of food have declined and it's also a lot harder to buy food right now just because there's so much demand on the system that uh, just, just buying food at market rate prices is, you know, we're having the same experience in the food supply chain that many folks are having at the grocery store, trying to get all the food you need. And it's just, not on the shelf. And then finally, we're just having to operate very differently, you know, with all the social distancing our requirements, it's uh, changing kind of our business model a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're working very aggressively right now to get more food. And so far, we've been successful at, at kind of uh, offsetting some of the challenges I just mentioned a minute ago. Just last week, we brought in 
about 50% more food than we normally would. And, uh, you know, this week uh, we'll, uh, again, have a very large week of, of food receiving at our main facility. We're working hard to accelerate the pace at which we get food to our partners uh, so that we can move it faster. We're asking our partners to increase their capacity so that they can get more food out to the community. And I mentioned we're working with new partners, so uh, we're distributing food through about 23 different school sites across the region in five different school districts uh, to get food out to the families who are served by those schools uh, while their kids are not in school. Uh, And we're working with folks like the YMCA and the Westside Future Fund and, and others to find new ways to, to deliver food to uh, seniors, to particular communities that have really been hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? How do you stay on top of everything with all the different little changes that need to get made? Because it's, I imagine that every single element of your organization has been touched by this disaster in some way. Uh, sure. So, you know, coordination and communication are really important in a disaster like this. And, and I, I know for our organization, like many kind of frontline first responder organizations, uh, we've set up kind of an incident uh, command structure within the organization, you know, a team of people uh, across functions who are really problem solving against challenges that, that we face and keep all of us uh, focused and organized around the key stuff that we've got to do right now to get more food and keep our people safe and keep our partners viable. Um, so that command structure is really important to keep us uh, moving. We've got a great team here to lead all those efforts. I'm really focused in my in my own role on ensuring that we have the resources we need uh, to execute. Um, so that includes a lot of fundraising. It includes outreach to uh, public officials and to uh, other kind of business leaders around the community to let folks know uh, what kind of resources are challenging for us. It, uh, it means really exploring options for increasing food supply. And so we've just, we've got a lot of people doing a lot of things right now. The coordination and communication we've put in place, uh, both inside our organization and externally with other partners, mm-hmm. uh, has been helpful to keep us executing at a high level under the kind of stress that we're experiencing today. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, uh, an internal command response kind of structure. Was incident command something that you had already planned for and had in place, or was this something that you developed uh, as the need arose? Well, we put it in. Pl- we activated it uh, as it became apparent that the, that this was going to be a disaster response. You know, it's it's just a best practice. I think we had a plan for it to activate it in the event that we needed it. It's not something we do every day, but in the same way that retailers and supply chain organizations and emergency management organizations uh, have those kind of structures in place when when they need to be activated, you know, we do as well. And so we have people from across the organization working on uh, distribution, on sourcing, on employee health and safety, on uh, facility management and supplies, on transportation and and so forth and so on, those folks are all kind of getting together on a pretty regular cadence to review action items that have been identified through those conversations, identify problems, and develop new action plans for how we solve those problems that are that are all about how do we how do we keep the business operating, keep the food bank operating, and overcome whatever new barriers are happening. Right, right. No, I think I think it's 
important to underline that you actually already had the contingency in place and all you had to do was activate it. Yeah. And I, I think in our community, we've been fortunate in recent years not to really have a need to activate it very often or at, at great uh, or with much scale. You know, so we haven't had a hurricane uh, come through Atlanta very often. Uh, we kind of got brushed with one a couple of years ago. Um, and had a lot of power outages for about a week. But outside of that, you know, sometimes in weather events, we'll have this kind of team activated, you know, like uh, snow events, uh, just to help with business continuity. Uh, so we've been fortunate not to have to use it very often. And and so we are definitely using it at a new way this, uh, you know, right now. And uh, I think it was fortunate that we had it in place. And this experience is going to make it uh, an even better kind of process than was before. Mm -hmm. I I know you're busy and I don't want to keep you too much longer, but if if a person wanted to support the food bank right now, what's, what's one or two of the best things that they could do? Yeah. So the big, the big thing that we're faced with is, uh, as I mentioned, food supply and increased need and increased operational complexity. The, the solution to all of those things is more resources. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we've done a good job so far raising money, but this is going to be a long, a long journey. This is going to be a marathon. And so we're going to need to sustain our fundraising uh, in order to sustain our response. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we need financial support. You know, uh, right now we're not using volunteers inside our building uh, just to minimize the risk of infection. We normally engage 30,000 volunteers a year. uh, And so that's kind of a big hit on the way we operate. Uh, yeah, no kidding. More, I mean, yeah. Which means more staff time, you know, overtime, uh, increased costs. And uh, and so all of that, again, means we need more financial resources. And so you, it's very easy to support the food bank. You go to our website, acfb.org, and there uh, you'll be able to uh, make a contribution very quickly. Uh, we are a great return on investment. Every dollar donated to the food bank, we can turn into four meals. And, and we take great pride in being operationally and financially responsible and efficient. So that would be the biggest thing we would recommend is, is uh, supporting us financially. Thank you. Yes, I'm, 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 I'll include that link in our show notes for sure. Uh, I'm a little shocked to hear that you're not doing the volunteer thing to help the internal workings, but I guess that does make total sense. You don't want to endanger those people. Yeah, I mean, I think some food banks around the country have made a different decision and they they have uh, folks volunteering inside. Uh, We are bringing in a group of uh, National Guard uh, members uh, to the food bank starting on Monday who will kind of replace some of that volunteer capacity. Uh, And in this way, we'll have the same, you know, uh, group of people here every day doing that work. Uh, We'll be able to kind of monitor their health in the way that we need to monitor our employees' health. And temperatures, we'll be able to uh, ask of them the same things we're asking from our employees around hygiene and social distancing, and and so we'll get some of that capacity back here with that with those guard members. But you know, if we were bringing in 50 different volunteers a day, that were all different people every day, you know, that just creates a lot of risk in the current environment. And the last thing we need right now is to have kind of an outbreak inside the food bank. We've got to stay operational. And everything we can do to help minimize the risk to our employees is is kind of job one. Yep. Gosh. I yeah. Absolutely. Can't agree more. Thank you, Kyle. This has been a good conversation. Thanks for taking the time to sit and talk with me this morning. And I and I hope the rest of your week and the and the rest of this pandemic goes as smoothly as it possibly can. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I'll just add one more thing. We have a new texting platform that allows people to look for help when they need it. So if you can just text the word find food to 888-976-2232, you'll find uh, nearby distribution sites for food. And you can do the same thing in Spanish by texting the word comida, C-O-M-I-D-A, to the same number. Fantastic. I will also put that in the show notes. Kyle, thank you for taking the time. Sure thing. Take care. Take care. And uh, to our listener, thank you for joining us. This has been the Nonprofit Snapcast. If you have feedback for us or want to learn more about the food bank, find us on nonprofitsnapcast.org. We'll have all this information summarized in the show notes for this episode. Thank you and stay safe. This has been the Snapcast. Thank you for joining us.